Back at it again. It's TFB with RIC. Tone, what happened to our intro music, brother? All good. We don't need no effing music. We don't need no effing expectations, says your fearless leader, Jason Kelsey, on this September 8th, 2022. Buckle up. It's a double chin strap affair for this uh, football playbook edition, part eight. I almost said the state of football, my old show. Gotta keep it on right, Rick. Hey, shout out to the NFL PA for sending the new threads, the new gear, looking fresh to death. In fact, we'll have my good friend Dane Vandernat later on in the show, executive director of the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, of course, spending 10 years as uh, the director of player personnel for those Las Vegas now, or formerly your Oakland Raiders, currently your Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, we'll also have Neil Stratton making his football playbook debut, of, uh, a former regular on my old show, you guys will know Thursday, we always have Neil and uh, Dane back to back. So looking forward to having Neil on. Uh, we'll talk some agent scouting community. And um, we had a uh, fellow scout uh, pass away, unfortunately. So we'll have the news on that. Uh, also, who else? G.J. Kinney. He's a busy man these days. Remember G.J. Kinney, the Tulsa quarterback uh, who returned punts briefly for the Eagles? Also, uh, was a assistant coach for the Eagles, came up under Sonny Dykes at SMU. He's now over at Incarnate Ward. And I saw the Eagles were uh, on campus there the other day doing a little scouting. So I, I hit Coach L. I said, hey, Coach, got to pop you on the show, you know. Uh, by the way, they have a quarterback and a running back that we're keeping an eye on at the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. So uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, by the way, he has an incredible, an incredible backstory. I mean, you won't believe it. I'm hoping to chop it up and get into it. We won't have him for too long, but um, man, what an incredible backstory it is. And I couldn't believe it. Uh, just doing some some background information check uh, leading up for the show, some preparation. I was blown away. Uh, so hopefully we get into some of that with Coach DJ Kenny tomorrow, man. Whew, if today's a double chin strap affair, I hate to see what tomorrow is. Philly 559, thanks for checking in on my chat room, people waking up with us here on the TFB show, broadcasting live from the Jersey Shore around the universe. Um, but tomorrow we're going to kick things off. We got Brian Baldinger checking in, uh, fresh right out of the film room. He said, Hey, Rick, I'm, I'm grinding the film all day. NFL Network's got me running around crazy. He said, But for you, no problem. So, uh, nobody breaks it down better than Brian Baldinger. So we'll be uh, honored and privileged to have him talking some Eagles football tomorrow, along with uh, former uh, quarterback coach John D. Filippo checking in tomorrow on the Football Friday edition. Uh, Howard Balzer, Philadelphia native with a new gig. He'll fill us in on that tomorrow. Uh, Ralph Ventry has always got the axe. Sharpened, we'll go around the league, do some football predictions, uh, and we'll also check in with John Macaroon, who did um, who did um, a great job with the Lions last week, and we'll be back to preview the Lions-Eagles game for week one. Uh, good job out of all of our guests yesterday, Jeremy Reason from uh, the Pride of Detroit. So, hey, GG Meta, you already know what it is, man, 10 a.m. to noon taking you up to the sports goes hey uh, Jacob Sportsman, if you don't know, now you know. I mean, this is where you need to be from 7 a.m. with Jeff Kerr around the NFC East to Mac and Mac from 8 to 10, Birds 365, hunker down, 
right here from 10 to noon. And then the sports take guys with big sills, the football show three to six, closing you down. And then guess what? The countdown to kickoff no longer. It's here tonight. Rams and bills. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, by the way, 230 days to the NFL draft for those of us keeping tabs such as yours truly. Uh, so we'll count you down there. That's the new countdown that begins showtime. Yo, 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 uh, all my chat room people show me some love. Let's get our likes up. Let's get our algorithms up, man. Let's get our weight up here. And, um, Hey, uh, some breaking news, not breaking news, some recent news. I saw this morning. Eagles are, uh, making some cap room. Clearing some space. Who could we be looking at? Uh, Lane Johnson, Jake Elliott restructured their deals, uh, converted cap number. Uh, Lane was at 588, Elliott 275. So Eagles tinkering with the cap. Could they be looking at an Eric Fisher since Dillard is down? Eric Fisher has rejected nine contract offers, he claims. He was starting last year in this league. Just saying. Uh, could they be could they be watching Jacob Sports? Could they be watching the football playbook? Because to me, OBJ, I'm telling you, two million bucks with incentives will get it done. Probably a million with incentives will get it done. And I think it's addition by subtraction, too, because the Rams have left OBJ's locker intact. They haven't even touched it. That's their recruiting tactic. Like, OBJ, you want to hang out? You want to go see what you can get? When you realize there's no market value, come on back, my friend. We didn't even touch your locker, bro. You want to win, you want to win another chip? If I'm Howie, I'm like, yo, two mil, incentive up to eight. I'll give you, I'll give you a million per touchdown, OBJ. How about that? Two million base, a million per touchdown, because he's only going to probably play the last six games of the year. Let him get into game shape. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what he's going to be off that injury. Just saying. Uh, Eagles are maybe making room for something. Yeah, showtime. Jeremiah, John, Gigi, Dominique, Dabney, good to see you. All my chat room people waking up with us here on the football playbook. We're just getting started. Uh, Jason Kelsey, he doesn't like comfort comfortability. <laughs> I don't like being comfortable. That is the one Jason Kelsey yesterday taking the podium, letting him know. Comfort is an effing terrible place to be. I agree. Comfort brings complacency. Expectations are just that. Effing nothing. Jason Kelsey words, not mine. He didn't mince them. We got Mr. T and Rocky Three. Personally, I thought uh, the Russian one was the best, but hey, I liked part three as well. What was the Russian one? Part four? I will break you. That was the one. Hit the one in the middle, Rocky. Seeing three. Hit the one in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, Jason's Kelly saying we got enough veterans on this team. We got enough veterans in the front office, executives, coaches to know that expectations are Lugats. They're nothing. 
Maybe Jason Kelsey was watching the football playbook show. Everybody's tuned into the Jacob Twitter to say, see who's going to say what next. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we've got the, the, the strongest minded personalities, I think, in, in Philadelphia sports talk right now on this network. Shout out to all the strong minded individuals. I mean, I like the sports take guys like. Derek Gunn just calls it like I see it, like he sees it. Uh, Barrett Brooks ain't pulling no punches. Uh, Dan Cilio has no problem telling you how he feels. Okay. Uh, I saw Jody Mack call out the guest yesterday. Like, what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> you know, um, Johnny Mack's just living the lifestyle. We all want to be Johnny Mack. You saw him down there in Miami with the Miami Vice getup. We all want to be. He's, he's just living the Eagles lifestyle. He's everywhere. I mean, he's basically traveling with the team. You know, who's got you covered front to back? Jeff Kerr breaking it down around the NFC East. Tomorrow we'll go around the league. We'll get all our predictions in. Uh, we'll, we'll concentrate on some of those NFC East matchups as well. And so, hey, um, that's your Eagles news. Let's see what else we got. I think our first guest is going to be 1020. In just about 10 minutes or so, we'll have G.J. Kinney. So I saw the Eagles were on campus doing some scouting, said, hey, coach, got to pop you on. Uh, his quarterback, Lindsey Scott, is on the NFL radar um, week one, threw for 391 yards, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. Remember that name, Lindsey Scott. And his number one target, Taylor Grimes, he found him early enough. Three catches, a buck 26, two touchdowns. We'll ask him about that. And then, um, you know, we'll get into uh, some of this Jalen Hurts contract. Speaking of uh, making cap space, um, I'm going to ask Dane Vandernat, pro personnel director for those Raiders, you know, how would you approach this situation as you go into the season? Um, Lamar Jackson, by the way, said yesterday, uh, talks are still going. They asked him how close he is to a deal said uh i don't know you got to talk to guy you got to talk to the guy i'm speaking to so clearly lamar jackson is handling this negotiation all by himself he's putting a friday deadline on it which is tomorrow i don't know we'll see i know it will have ramifications in terms of how much jalen hurts sees if jalen hurts handles his business will trey lance handle his business because a lot of people have San Francisco pegged for the Super Bowl. I told you about all the problems in Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin's already banged up. There's no Gronkowski there. There's no Ronald Johnson there. Uh, you know, Scotty Miller <laughs> certainly is, suddenly is playing a key role. Justin Watson is the number two wide receiver. Not quite uh, the situation you want to have in Tampa Bay. And San Francisco, I think, is in worse shape personally because just read the tea leaves. Just read between the quotes of Trey Lance's comments. Somebody's got their feelings hurt. Somebody's got their feelings hurt. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, you could tell the media is so cushiony in San Francisco because they're so transparent. They're like... Come on over for dinner. We'll sit around you and all the two beat writers and we'll talk about it. 
I thought I thought Kyle Shanahan was very candid yesterday saying, yeah, we took a vote. I'm the head coach. I tally him. I could have fudged the numbers. I could have named seven or eight captains, but I cut it off at six. You know who received the seventh most votes to be team captain? Trey Lance. Sorry, Trey. You know why he did that? <laughs> you ever watch Showtime at the Apollo? I used to work that show. You got the hook, baby. You got the short leash. You're getting the hook. When we could do the top dance out there and hook you. He doesn't want to hook the captain. Like Mike Tomlin attached to Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky's got job security. He's a captain. Not Trey Lance. Oh, by the way, Debo Samuel was the eighth most votes. So the best player on the team, not exactly the most well-liked. And oh, by the way, he's already dealing with a knee injury. Oh, by the way, Elijah, the um, the running back, uh, his name, I think it starts with an M, is slipping. Elijah, the running back, he has a hammy. Um, George Kittle has a groin. <laughs> Trey Lance has <laughs> security issues. I mean, I don't know. It's not even week one, and San Francisco's all dinged up. That's your Super Bowl NFC champion? I don't think so. And Matthew Stafford staying relevant in the news. Maybe it goes away once the season kicks off. That throwing, that throwing elbow, it's going to be an issue until it's not. So say what you want. You look around the league. That's a concern for the Rams. Tampa Bay's got issues. San Fran's got issues. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, come see me when you win a big game. <laughs> All that talk is tough. I saw Rodgers quotes out there. You know, everybody in the black and blue division thinks it's their year. They've been saying that for the last, I don't know, six years, whatever. Oh, watch out for Minnesota, Aaron. Just saying. Watch out, buddy. Uh, I don't have confidence in the Green Bay Packers as a playoff team. I don't. So, you know, we're going to ride this uh, Eagles wagon right into the Super Bowl. Bengals and Eagles. Book it right now. September 8th, 2022. It's the Football Playbook Part 8 here on the Jacob Sports Channel. It's brought to you by the Ocean Casino and Resorts, home of the Atlantic City Jazz Festival on September 17th. That's coming up just nine days away. Um, hey, it's it's where it's at this Sunday for the Eagles pre and post game. I know that much. And uh, we'll be taking you up till 12 o'clock. When we come back, we should have Coach G.J. Kinney. Stay right there. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 
58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go back. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back at it again. We got Tone to wake up now. Welcome to the show, Tone. RSC and the place to be. TFB here with me, September 8th, 2022. Time for our first guest here of the day on the football playbook, making his football playbook debut. It's Coach G.J. Kinney. Welcome to the show, Coach. How's it going, Rick? Doing good, man. Uh, you're the head coach now down there in San Antonio. And uh, I hope I say it right, because my Jersey accent, I say Incarnate Ward. My Italian accent in me wants to say Incarnati Ward. I mean, give us the official pronunciation. University of the Incarnate Word. There you go. I like that. So um, big Philadelphia contingent uh, tuned in watching the show and in the chat room, a place you're very familiar with uh, being a former player and coach with the Eagles. But I want to start off because what got my attention was those birds were on campus uh, last week I saw. And you being a former NFLPA Collegiate Bowl MVP, I know you're aware of our game. That's another thing that I do uh, with, with uh, my guy, Dane Vandernat, scouting for the game. And I know Lindsey Scott, Taylor Grimes, two guys on our radar. So you don't have to spill the beans who exactly the Eagles were scouting. But uh, you got some prospects down there we should know about, huh? Yeah, those two guys, and then Kletchianya Labetia, another linebacker uh, the guys are really interested in. And, and uh, yeah, th- those two guys on offense, both Taylor and Lindsey, I think they'll be great, uh, you know, prospects for the game as long as Kletchianya. They all do a really good job. Great people, um, you know, kind of under the radar, but you kind of see the stats that they put up 
um, over the years. It's, it's, it's impressive. So I think this would be a great op- opportunity for him, the NFLPA Bowl. A great bowl, by the way. Unbelievable bowl. Well, you know what? My This is my second week on the show. My audience is still kind of learning a little bit about what I do. So I scout for the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. If you're familiar with the Senior Bowl and East-West Shrine Bowl, this is now, believe it or not, Coach, our 11th game. Yeah. I know you were the MVP back in uh, 2012. Yeah. And so, I mean, just tell tell the audience quickly, like h- how that opened up doors and what your experience was like. Yeah, it really introduced me to, to more of an NFL playbook. I thought that was one. Uh, you got to be around all kind of NFL legends coaching you up every day. And then the game day atmosphere. Is it still out in L.A.? Is it still it is. Yeah. yeah. We, we've I'll been having it at the Rose Bowl lately. I know. I think it was at the Carson Center. Yeah. 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 So, you, you know, you get to play in great weather out there. And, uh, you know, it was just a lot of fun. One of those things you always remember. And, and uh, so, yeah, it's a great bowl. Yeah. And so you were the MVP of the game. Uh, you went on, obviously, to go on and have uh, a well-traveled career, not just at the NFL level, but you uh, you are what a, a football lifer is. I mean, you played in the CFL, the Arena League, the UFL, for those of us who remember that. Uh, but take us back through your time in Philadelphia, first as a player and then as a coach, because you're going uh, kind of a little bit through a transition there coming out of college. Yeah, um, exactly right. Uh, you know, Press Taylor uh, was a, a QC uh, for the Eagles right when Chip got the job. And he was actually the, the quarterback GA for me at Tulsa. So when he got the job, you know, I, I, I you know, Howie and those guys, um, you know, scouted me or whatever, you know, throughout the process. I think they knew who I was. And so when he mentioned my name to either Chip or, or Howie, and they brought me in for a workout, I had a really good workout and they ended up signing me. And, you know, that was that was really a game changer for me. Uh, from my life and, and my career, um, getting to be with the Philadelphia Eagles, my, you know, the team that I rooted for growing up, um, was, was very special. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, I always remember that workout and then, and then getting to really be with, with the Eagles and 13, 14, um, and really training camp 15, um, as a player, you know, Chip was, you know, bringing a new offense and, and uh, you know, a, kind of a college uh, style offense. And, and uh, you know, that really helped me, uh, you know, help me because that's the type of offense I played in in college. And, and uh, so I knew a lot about the RPOs and the tempo and, and all that kind of stuff where some of these other guys didn't really have a lot of background on it. And then for me, it was once I got in the building is what can I do to stay there? You know, what kind of value can I bring every day to the to the to the organization, whether that was, you know, being on scout team or, or special teams and then obviously they in 15 uh you know when they signed Tebow they moved me to receiver and then I did some running back stuff uh too and and special team you know special teams is, is in my opinion what really got me uh reason I didn't make it in 15s because special teams but um you know it, it was a it was one of those things that I'm forever grateful uh to Howie and, and the Eagles and Mr. Laurie uh for giving me opportunity to to be part of the organization and and uh you know, it, it was it was definitely life changing and, and really appreciative of those guys. Yeah, you've had a heck of a journey, man. Coach G.J. Kenny uh, checking in from the University of Incarnate Ward. Yeah. And uh, so you go on, uh, you start coaching all over the place. Uh, you start off there with Sonny Dykes at SMU. Uh, I have a couple of your pit stops. I was kind of jealous because you're traveling. You were coaching at Hawaii. Then you were over at uh, UCF, man. You put the, the air miles on to the great destinations. Of course, now you're down in the great state of Texas, where I believe I think you were born in Texas, yeah. if I uh, yeah. have that correct. So uh, talk to me about, you know, you mentioned Chip Kelly's influence. I know Sonny Dykes has had an influence on you. 
And you guys took uh, Southern Illinois. You took the Salukis out to the woodshed last week, 64-29. I didn't get a chance to see it. But what kind of uh, offense is Lindsey Scott operating over there in Cornet? Yeah, we're, we're, we're high tempo. Um, you know, we, we're going to throw the ball around a lot. I like to throw the ball. But, you know, we're, we try to be balanced as much as possible. But they're low in the box, so we, we wanted to throw it on them. And, and uh, you know, those guys did a really good job uh, operating kind of what we want to do. Um, you know, as far as coaching, you know, like I said, I, I started off at SMU and and uh, then got opportunity to, to, you know, go to Arkansas for a year and then go back to the Eagles. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's another one of those things where getting go back to the Eagles and, you know, be around a, a Super Bowl winning coach like Doug Peterson. And and I really worked with the O-line uh, that year. A lot of people don't know that. But getting to work with yeah. Jeff Stone, who's the, who's the best O-line coach in the world, um, to get to work with him and. And, uh, you know, that was that brought a lot of uh, value to my game and, and uh, you know, especially the run game of protections. You know, I, I know past concepts and all that from my time playing, but really diving into those things, I think, really helped me uh, in my career. And and uh, then get an opportunity to, to go be an OC out in Hawaii was was cool. Um, you know, get to live on the island, although it was during COVID, you know, I'd go out to some of those popular beaches in the world and there'd be 10 people there, you know. So it was great for, for my wife and kids and, and yeah. all that kind of good stuff. And then. Uh, going last year to UCF, back with Gus Malzahn, who recruited me uh, to Tulsa uh, when I left Texas. So that was really good. And, and to be a guy like him that that's had so much success in college football that really, you know, prepared me, I think, for this job uh, at Incarnate Word. And like you said, yeah, we're, we're going to put up a lot of points. We're going to have an exciting brand of football, uh, both offensively and defensively. We're going to attack on defense and we're going to blitz and, and uh, throw the ball around and trick plays, all that kind of good stuff. So we have a lot of fun here in San Antonio. Yeah, how about that? Gus Miles on bringing it all back around again. Yeah, exactly right. And 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 now, I mean, I gotta ask, Coach, because you know. Oh, by the way, I I don't think I mentioned Conference USA Player of the Year at Tulsa. Um, why Incarnate Word? I see all these big FBS programs, and you had NFL experience, and you know, some people might question. Well, you know, he seemed like he could have waited out for a bigger head coaching job. What was the allure? What was the reasoning? Take us through that process. I think for me, um, the opportunity to come back to Texas was cool. Uh, you know, all my family's here and, and to be a head coach, you know, I'm 33 years old to get that experience. Uh, there's no substitute for experience. So coming here and, and they had a good team. I, I knew what they had returning. Uh, obviously they lost the quarterback from last year, but like I said, we were able to get Lindsey Scott in, which was huge. Um, so the, the experience of being a head coach at 33, coming back to Texas, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of a no-brainer for me and my family. Dang, Coach. I didn't realize you were still such a young buck. Yeah, young Congrats, buck. man. That's huge. 33 years old. That's that's impressive. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. What's also impressive is some of the adversity that you've been through. And I hate, I hate to go down here to your personal life, but it's out there. And I was just fascinated by this story when I was just doing some background research on you. I had no idea when you were in high school, Canton High School, your father was the coach. Yep. There was a disgruntled parent mm -hmm. who came into his office one day out of the blue, literally shot him at point blank. I heard you were actually told that your father had passed away yep. and he winds up surviving the incident i mean this is just incredible i had never heard this story before yeah you know like uh, like you said i was in high school my sophomore year of high school back in 05 
uh, we were uh, getting ready for a track meet and the, one of the police officers came and knocked on the door and, and, uh, you know, asked for me. And, and so I come outside and obviously my first reaction is, you know, should I do something wrong? You know, we got a police officer and that never happened. So, um, you know, then obviously he told me, Hey, your dad's been shot. Uh, you know, so we hustled down to the field house, uh, which is probably about a hundred yards down from the school, go down there, you see all the blood on the floor and, and your dad's there on a stretcher and he's wide and, looking really bad obviously um and uh you know they they uh, take him in a helicopter to the nearest hospital in tyler and and uh he spent the next couple of months there and uh, he had a 10 percent chance to live uh, he had a, a volleyball sized crater um in his stomach uh, from, from the wound and and uh you know he probably he was he was uh he played you know linebacker all-conference linebacker at baylor and, and then the reason i was an eagles fan is he uh he spent training camp and I believe 89 or 90 with the Eagles. Um, so, uh, you know, he's a big guy, big, strong guy. He's probably 260, 270 when he got shot. He was in that first game. He, he made it back for the first game, which was, which was uh, unbelievable, actually. Um, he was probably 185. So, um, you know, he, he went through a lot of um, adversity, obviously, and, and a very strong person, both mentally uh, and physically. And for him to be able to be back for that first game, we go 12 and two and, and have the best season program history. And, and uh, he goes on to coach at Baylor. And uh, so, uh, yeah, definitely something that, you know, a hardship in my life uh, early on um, adversity and, and, you know, you really kind of grow up in those experiences and, and, uh, but yeah, my dad's still going, he's still coaching and, and uh, obviously a very tough guy and, and uh, you know, pretty crazy, pretty crazy to go back and think about it unbelievable yeah. are you kidding me unbelievable yeah. and shout out to pops he's still going strong god bless yeah. him man. yeah no doubt that's the best part of the story so unbelievable unbelievable well you're making moves you're moving and shaking there at the university of incarnate ward i know you're a, a busy guy this morning hopping and bopping around we appreciate you taking some time who's up who's up next for you guys who you got on the docket this weekend we got Nevada this weekend in Reno, right? Big okay. Yeah, big game for us and FBS team and they're two and zero uh, and and very well coached. You know they've created nine turnovers in, in two games. That's really where they've kind of made their money and and uh, so we got to limit the turnovers and you know play our game. We got to stop the run. You know they can really run the ball, so it should be exciting. I think our guys are they're they're you know happy to go on the road, go on a plane and and go up to Nevada and and uh, try to get after those guys. Yeah, big test. They're coming off a very big season. So uh, we'll be keeping tabs, Coach. I know uh, you and I will touch base on some of your guys. We'll check in with you at the NFL PA Collegiate Ball. Thank you so much for taking the time here today. We really appreciate it. And uh, can't wait to talk to you again next, Coach. Take it easy. I appreciate you, but I really did it for the Eagles fans. The best the best fans in the world is Philadelphia Eagles fans, man. So I think they got a big season ahead, and I'm excited you know, to see what they do. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Somebody who knows uh, what it takes to play quarterback in the NFL. Somebody who's um, sitting in that quarterback chair. <laughs> Birdman, what are you talking about, bro? That was a good spot with uh, Coach GJ Jenny. I didn't realize thirty-three years old. He's got to be one of the youngest head coaches in college football. Did not realize he was. I guess yeah, two thousand twelve. He was in that NFL PA Collegiate Bowl game. Whew, what a story, though. Uh, I had no idea about the story with Pops. And um, 
Glad to hear that he's still going. So down there in San Antonio, it's a uh, scouting pit stop. I know uh, quite a few teams have been down there already to check out some of the players. I, I highlighted Lindsey Scott, Taylor Grimes, and uh, Coach played, you know, up and down the parkway. He played for the Jets, the Eagles, the Giants. I mentioned the UFL. He played in the Arena League, for those of you who were fans of that, the CFL, and now down there in Connect Ward. So I uh, wanted to pick his brain a little bit more and uh, talk more about Jalen Hurts and what he thought about that situation. But, you know, coaches on a time uh, time constraints, tight schedule. So we were lucky to have him there for a few minutes. We will, however, get into the Jalen Hurts contract situation a little bit later on in the show when we have Dane Vandernat. Oh, in about 45 minutes or so, we'll have him put his – personnel director hat on and take us through that process. I, I can't remember if he was there when the, the Raiders anteed up Carr because he was there under the uh, Reggie McKenzie regime. I'm trying to remember if that car extension came before or after McKenzie, but I can tell you what, that organization was a debacle once uh, Mayock and Gruden took over. And all you need to know, all you need to know, right, is if Dana White speaks the truth. John Gruden cost the Raiders a Super Bowl. That's how I see it. Hey, you want the goat? Nah, we're good. We got car. <laughs> All right there, Chucky. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, hey, first interview in the books for today. Dane Vandernat later on in the show. Neil Stratton making his football playbook uh, debut coming up here with you at 11 o'clock. Hey, it's all brought to you by the Ocean Casino and Resorts in Atlantic City. Uh, come for the bubbles and the bubbly, right? That's what they like to say. Come for the uh, free slot play, $25 when you sign up uh, to be a rewards member. They also hook you up with the T-shirt. The and, um, hey, the video crack at the at the gallery, man, as long as you got your rewards card in the machine and you're playing, drinks on the house. Come on in. Bring a friend. Eagles pre and post game show. Tell them that it's them again, even at the halftime. You might just see me down there floating around, you know, in the bubbly <laughs> Ocean Casino Resorts. Make sure you go check out all of our sponsors during the commercial break. If you like what you're watching or listening, hit the like button. We'll come back. Maybe we'll get into a little Bills and Rams. we got some other NFL news. Breaking it down. It's TFB, RIC. We'll be back after this. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. 
Fondly Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. The faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. again it's the RIC and the place to be broadcasting live from New Jersey it's here uh from the Jersey Shore and we've got reach around the globe I mean we're going global here at the Jacob Sports Channel on YouTube I saw the analytics we got people in the UK Germany Mexico big shout out to all our Canadian people tuning in I got friends north of the border you know I got friends in high places. I got friends in low places. I got friends down in West Africa, too, believe it or not, that tune into the show. They love the football playbook. So um, I love all the uh, love and support in the chat room. Was catching up on some of the comments during the commercial break. First off, Kevin Savard, thank you so much for asking. Uh, Samantha is progressing. My wife... Uh, to some of you new listeners, I shared, you know, straight, straight out of the gate, very first show. I think I told you all um, she had a terrible accident and um, she's still in the hospital. We got her out of the ICU. In fact, she took a shower for the first time, I think, yesterday, which was a huge relief. Uh, for those of you who follow me on Twitter or Facebook, you saw my uh, pregame video hit. Uh, it was the first day of school. So my daughter, Oceana, was in the video promo on, on the way to school today. We recorded the uh, promo hit. And uh, so she's doing better. It's going to be a long journey and a long road back. Shout out to Bob Wiley, by the way, uh, who sent some beautiful flowers and chocolates. We had him on Football Friday last week. Shout out to um, Aunt Donna from Maryland, um, everybody that sent love and support. So Samantha's hanging in there. Uh, 
But buckle up, hunker down. It's going to be a long road, just like the Eagles got a long journey. We could talk about it, got to be about it. And uh, Samantha's fighting strong, getting better every day, though. So that's all we can ask for. Thank you for the concern and the question. And appreciate that, man. We're familiar here every day, 10 to noon Eastern on the football playbook. Uh, Craig T. Smith, I see you in there, man. I knew, I knew you would appreciate the G.J. Kenny spot. And I'm sure you were at that NFL PA Collegiate Bowl Oh, a decade ago, uh, Craig T. Smith, always dropping the hammer, longtime CFL scout, one of the best in the business. And uh, we will mourn one of our brethren later on in the show uh, from the scouting community. And then uh, Slasher, man, Slasher's got the comment of the day. Where are you at, Slasher? I see you out there. You're right, Craig, Super, the super producer, Samantha. Yeah. Um, Slasher says we got the best show on Jacob. I'll take it, Slasher. <laughs> By the way, tell us what you want to see. I want to hear. I want to. I want to play to the people, man. I'll sit here and talk Eagles all day long if you want me to. But I like to shake it up, man. I like to give you some other perspective. I like to uh, take you over to the college football side every now and then. Later on, we'll talk some prospects with Dan. I like to talk about the agent and scouting community. Kind of uh, peel back the layers of the onion. You know, tales from the scouting trails. Uh, Neil Stratton, by the way, author of two great books. But if you really want to know what life is like on the road as a scout, uh, Scout Speak by Neil Stratton, it's like 10 bucks on Amazon. It's so good you read it twice. I know I did. It's, it's a quick and simple read. You can read it in one or two sittings. And there's just so many, uh, you know, it's not breaking news. It's just chocks of, uh, what, what, what was the uh, chocks and uh What's the coffee? Jackson. <laughs> I'm going back to my street hockey days. I'm sorry. Anyway, he's it's the chock full of uh, information on the uh, scouting community. And uh, yeah, no, we appreciate it. But tell us what you want to hear, whether you are live and in the chat room now or you're watching it on the archive and uh, drop a comment. I try to keep up with all the comments and, and uh, chock full of nuts. Thanks, bro. Paul Coffee days. <laughs> uh, Scout speak, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you brought up Samantha, so I'm get, getting a little flustered. But we're going to reel him back in. Rick, reel him back in from the Jersey Shore out here. Uh, September 8th, 2022. I'm still writing 2002 on my notebook. So it just goes to show you where I'm at. Um, all right. So we talked about the Eagles news. They restructured some deals. Lane Johnson, Jake Elliott converting their base salary. Uh, maybe we'll get more details that trickle out on that. Uh, Jason Kelsey tuned into the football playbook. Your boy, RIC, putting a lot of expectations on the Eagles. Um, he said expectations are just that, effing nothing. They mean absolutely nothing. We've got veteran players. we got veteran coaches. we got veteran executives, and they know expectations don't mean a damn thing. So Jason Kelsey making sure – we don't care what the expectations are, okay? The the, the Jacob Twitter and the the, the 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 buzz is growing louder. Our first month last month, a million uh, viewers, and the Twitter. I mean, it's got to be. I can't even imagine how many how many millions and millions and millions of views the Twitter are reaching because that's even greater than the YouTube channel, believe it or not. So make sure you follow Jacob on uh, Twitter. Make sure you hit the like button if you like the show. Ocean Casino Resort. We hope to have some more news there. Of course, the Eagles pre and post game every 
Eagles game. It's going down at the ocean, whether it's Sunday night football, Thursday night football, Monday night football, it all goes down. Um, the post game crew holding it down. I'm sure Krause will be floating around with, with Xander down there uh, in the gallery, standing room only. Buckle up. Uh, what else do we have for you? So tonight it's the kickoff of the NFL. Did you know that? Did anybody tell you the news? <laughs> so we got the Bills at the Rams. And what I'm saying is a, is really um, – does anybody else find it curious that like 70% of the money has come in on Buffalo, minus two and a half on the road in the defending Super Bowl champions L.A. Rams house? Smells like fish. You know what they say. I don't know. If you're if you're out there in Vegas or Atlantic City, I think this is a sucker bet. Um, I got I got the Rams winning this game. They're the better team. Josh Allen. He's won some big games, but he hasn't won the biggest of the big games. So until I see it, I'm not a believer in Josh Allen until I see it. Now you want to talk about expectations. The Bills have got some expectations. I mean, I think this is like the third year in a row people have thought they were the consensus team, especially out of the AFC, to go to the Super Bowl, but they just haven't been able to do it. So I think, you know, one of the storylines here is Von Miller. Uh, he switches sides and goes from the Rams to the Bills. I saw Von Miller the other day in an interview. He goes, oh, man, I just crack up. I'm so upset every time I think of – not playing for the Rams. Oh, by the way, he conveniently left out the part about the payday the Bills gave him. <laughs> I bet he cheered up pretty quickly <laughs> right after he was broken up about not playing for the Rams. I think he probably checked the bank account and said, ah, you know what? I don't feel that bad about it. Von Miller, by the way, I think he, he's getting fitted for a blue ring, like uh, Bob Wiley likes to say. Um, so Von Miller – Goes from the Rams to the Bills. You got Bobby Wagner, who slides in with the Rams. So that'll be uh, another situation to watch. And um, we heard Bob Wiley say 48 of the 56 Super Bowl winners had a Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, if you want to win the Super Bowl, winning in week one, pretty good way to get it kickstarted. Uh, All-time Super Bowl record. Super Bowl champions in week one, all-time history, 45 wins, 10 losses, one tie. So 45-10 uh, ratio for Super Bowl winners in week one. You win week one, got a shot, got a really good shot. Um, so for this one here, it's going to be 820 on NBC. Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth on the call with Melissa Stark doing the sideline reporting. This will be one where I put the TV on mute and I put the Westwood radio tandem on of uh, Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, <laughs> a much better listen on the ears than Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth. So I will be tuned into the radio side of the broadcast uh, as I watch it on the TV side. We'll come back, break it all down and talk about it. Oh, by the way, Van Jefferson has not practiced this week. Van Jefferson had not, has not practiced this week. So he he is looking doubtful. Uh, that could mean a big, big week for Cooper Cup. Uh, 
Um, I want to see how that Rams backfield plays out. Cam Akers always seems to be a little dinged up. Daryl Henderson hasn't quite busted out like we thought he would. So um, we'll see how the backfield remains. And I think it'll be telling with the Stafford throwing elbow. How many times do they air it out? How many times do they go deep downfield? Um, Tradarius White for the Bills, I believe, is also out again, or he was banged up. I don't know what his status is, but he was out last year. And that was, let's be honest, that might have been the difference in that Chiefs game because Tradarius White, before the injury, was a true lockdown corner out of LSU. Uh, the last year or so, he's been pretty significantly banged up. Um, so a couple things to keep an eye on there. In case you were curious, the Bills lead the all-time series against the Rams eight to five. And um, the last time they met, you might remember, it was two years ago, September 27th, Rams 35, Bills 32, in a wild, wild shootout. And I think you might have that again tonight. The over-under set at 52. I don't feel great about the Rams winning. If I had to choose the Bills and the Rams, and I'm going to keep track of all my picks against the spread this season for the NFL. So Thursday night football, we're putting it in the books. Rams getting the two and a half. I'll take it. You don't need the stinking points for this one. I think the Rams went outright. However, the over, I think, is probably the play. 52 points. It's a lot, but I think I think you can get into a track meet with this one. I really do. And, uh, you know, Gabriel Davis, that's the guy I'm looking at uh, in terms of stepping up. Opposite of Stefan Diggs, I think Gabriel Davis is the guy. Cole Beasley, unemployed. <laughs> Cole Beasley, unemployed. How about that? Um, he called out the NFL. I mean, he's just shooting himself in the foot, though. I mean, he wonders why nobody's on line one. It's like, dude, you just came out and called the NFL a joke and said, oh, look at all these scrubs on rosters. I mean, I know you're speaking the truth, Cole, but sometimes you got to play the game. You know, like like Herm says, you play. <laughs> you know, we got to play the game a little bit. All right, so uh, – Bills and Rams tonight. I think I had some other news and notes from the notebook earlier on in the week. Um, the Rams, by the way, have the toughest strength of schedule this year. So if you wanted to look for another reason why the Eagles are those NFC, the Rams uh, strength of schedule, 57, 567, 57% winning percentage uh, against their opponents. Um, by the way, Josh Allen, California native, Returns on the road. All right. So there's another storyline. This was interesting, too. Um, Sean McVay has won his last five season openers. You know, no head coach has done that. Can you rem do you know the, the, the last head coach that's won five straight season openers? I bet you don't remember because it happened uh, back in 1988. And it happened again in 95 through 98. Oh, 88, 89. Then he had a hiatus, came back. And they, so he didn't even do it six years, five years consecutively. Mike Shanahan won his first five openers, but there was a gap. He did it in 88, 89, 95, 96, 97, 98. Um, the ironic part here is Mike Shanahan is the one who gave Sean McVay his start in the coaching business at the age of 24. Uh, 
Shanahan hired him uh, as a tight end coach, believe it or not, at the age of 24. So I thought that was a cool storyline. And, hey, G.J. Kinney, that young man is going to be coaching a major FBS or NFL uh, team soon. If you're just tuning in, G.J. Kenny, Kenny checked in just not too long ago. Uh, Cooper Cup, 30 catches of 20-plus yards last year. Probably a reason why he was voted one of the top five players. I think he came in at number three or number four. But you talk about big plays, he's the biggest of the big. He led the, the entire NFL last year. 20-plus yards, he had 30 catches. Aaron Donald, 12 sacks. He will be the fourth player since sacks became an official stat in 1982. Um, he'll be the fourth player with 110 sacks through his first nine seasons, which when you talk about the defensive tackle position, that's pretty remarkable. That's pretty special. I'm trying to think of an interior lineman who can rush the passer as good as Aaron Donald, maybe John Randall. I I, got to go with Aaron Donald. I've got to give Donald the edge over John Randall. Maybe Craig T. Smith in the chat room might know of somebody, but in terms of an interior defensive lineman, 110 sacks in nine seasons. Think about that as a defensive tackle. This guy might be the MVP this year. I'm just saying that's that's pretty damn good. Um, Eagles Lions, you know, of course, 1 p.m. on Fox. Jason Kelsey doesn't want to get comfortable. Um, <clears throat> we'll be previewing that. We did a good job yesterday. You know, the matchups. I talked about it. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I think he is going to play a key role in his first game against T.J. Hawkinson. I think he's the guy for T.J. Hawkinson because when you look at these weapons like D.J. Chark, okay, you know, he can make some plays first year on a new team. How well is his rapport is with Jared Goff? I don't know. Uh, Josh Reynolds in the slot wasn't there last year. I think Avante Maddox will be matched up on him. I think, you know, to me, Amon Ross St. Brown's the best receiver. So I've got Darius Slay on Amon Ra all day. I'd, I'd put Bradbury on Chark, Maddox on Reynolds, and then Hawkinson, you know. Our, our friend Glenn Irby said maybe Kaiser White. Uh, I know Jonathan Gannon said he wants to drop back Hassan Reddick into coverage, which, you know, is typical of a Sam linebacker is you know strong side linebacker tends to drop back but not sure that's how i would employ hassan reddick but to me i think you know putting putting uh, chauncey gardner johnson in the box and on on hawkinson is the way to go here and you know they do have a stout offensive line i told the story scouting panay sewell that's like the most ferocious guy i ever seen in person like he was he was knocking his own teammates to the ground pregame and warm-ups. And he he wasn't sorry for it either. He was not sorry for it. Um, so he's a nasty SOB. And you put you pair him up with uh Taylor Decker, Frank Ragno, three first round picks on that offensive line where they're weak is on the interior. Like Javon Hargrove, Fletcher Cark, Cox, time to feast. Time to feast. 
Jordan Davis. I, I'm just saying, I don't think Jordan Davis is going to be in very many pass rushing situations. Don't be surprised if he gets loose though and blows up the backfield, uh, you know, and makes a big play because Jonah Jackson, Tommy Kramer, they're not cutting the mustard. Sorry. And I love Jonah Jackson. He's, he started off at Rutgers. Not too many guys transfer from Rutgers to Ohio state and go on to start. Jonah Jackson did. I believe he was down at the senior bowl. Not a bad player. Just probably not somebody I want starting on my NFL team today. I mean, he's only a year or two in the league. Tommy Kramer, somewhat limited athletically. You talk about the Dan Campbell grit, the DNA. That's Tommy Kramer. He's going to pour his heart out. But talent, Mano Imano, Hargrave, Cox, Davis, all day winning that matchup. All day, all day, all day. Frank Ragno is going to have his head on a swivel. Do I help out to the left? Do I help out to the right? Frank Ragno is going to be like Beetlejuice. <laughs> Um, I'm just saying that's just me and Logan Stenberg, who I actually like coming out of Kentucky is the backup to Kramer drew Forbes from Southeast Missouri state got nothing but love for the FCS small school. But I think the Lions are overmatched in the trenches on the interior. That's where if I'm the Eagles, I'm trying to get that pressure on Goff right up the middle and we'll see how that impacts the running game. Do you know, Deandre Swift seems like he likes to cut it outside. We'll see. Jamal uh, Williams is more of a between the tackles guy. So I think you bottle him up pretty good. And, um, you know, Craig Reynolds, I'm not even worried about him. But Big V, uh, Vati, you know, Halapoti, Vati, Vati was, is injured. He's not going to play. Um, and Slasher, man, you're on fire in the chat. Uh, fun fact, Aaron Donald does not have a single sack against the Eagles and he's played four times against them. So there you go. Uh, Josh sweat will have a big year. I agree. Adams exploits. I mean, I feel like uh, Josh sweat is like the least talked about player of the, the Eagles roster on Jacob sports channel. And like, I don't know. He might be the best player. We'll see seven and a half sacks last year. I think he left some on the, on the table. Uh, I expect double digit sacks from Josh sweat, especially you know, you got Graham, you got Barnett, we got the interior guys, Teron Jackson, if he can stay healthy. I mean, you can't make the club in the tub. He's got to stay off the injury report. But Teron Jackson, he's he's flashed in spurts, man. When he's healthy, he can get after it too. So um, we talked about the practice squad additions yesterday, Dalton Keene, Auden Tate, maybe some concern there with Grant Calcaterra. Uh, I don't anticipate too much 12 personnel. I, I wouldn't feel too comfortable with 12 personnel. Jack Stahl, you know, Calcaterra didn't play a lot in the preseason. Jack Stahl is really just a one-dimensional player, I think, at this stage of his career. Um, Dallas Goddard is one of the key eagles, I think, in terms of staying healthy because let's be honest, A.J. Brown misses a week or two. You'll survive. Devonta Smith misses a week or two. You'll get by. Dallas Goddard misses some action. That's going to be a hard one to, to overcome. I don't know. Um, I think I think that the tight end position is going to be one that continues to churn throughout the season. No, Big V not playing uh, last time I checked. 
according to Jeremy Reisman. Uh, by the way, I'm going off on a tantrum. We got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll have Neil Stratton inside the league brought to you by Ocean Casino. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Zaratella here with the football playbook on the Jacob Sports Channel. Your home for Eagles talk. Your home for real football talk. We're here uh, weekdays, ten to noon Eastern, taking you up to the sports take, guys. Um, I know Neil Stratton's been waiting patiently in the green room. Tone before you bring him on, just wait a second because he has a very long bio and introduction. Uh, before I introduce Neil, however, he he um, highlighted the news that Kevin McCabe, Vikings area scout had passed away and um, we're going to get the details on that, but we take, we take it very seriously when one of our members uh, from the scouting community 
passes away. So we're going to have a quick 10 second moment of silence for Mr. Kevin McCabe before we welcome on Neil Stratton. Salute. All right, back at it again. Rick Saratella here with you, the state of football. Nope, the football playbook. We'll get it right. It's part eight. Give me a break. Uh, our next guest making our football playbook debut is a really good friend of mine, uh, someone that I've admired uh, throughout my career and somebody that I've kind of grown up within this business. Um, he is author of Moving the Chains, author of Scout Speak that I discussed earlier on in the show. He's also... Uh, got a website called succeedinfootball.com that uh, gives you advice on how to break into the business, how to advance your career in the business. And uh, he's also a consultant uh, to the XFL and uh, the founder, creator, CEO of InsideTheLeague.com, Neil Stratton, in. Stratton, checking in from Texas down there. Good morning, Neil. How are you today? Impressive new digs, Rick. I got to tell you, man. I don't know. You're not slumming anymore. I mean, you're slumming because you have me on. But I mean, as far as the the place where you're you're coming from, we've upgraded, Neil. Yeah, we got the Ocean Casino Resorts. When you come here to Jersey, we're gonna take you down to the gallery for the Eagles pre and post game. We got a heavy Philadelphia contingent here and a big yeah. listening audience yeah. uh, from from the uh, Philadelphia fan base. By the way, have you been to the city of brotherly love? Never have. Ha yes, I have actually. Um, the police may still be looking for me. It was uh, after an I was there for an Army Navy game, and we uh, had a little some late night hijinks that we probably shouldn't have been involved in uh, in my days as a midshipman. Um, I, I, in fact, I probably need to get off the air here. I'm afraid that you'll be knocking on my door soon. But no, very briefly. But it's always been fun. I will say I have a little bit of enmity for the Eagles right now because y'all stole my CJGJ uh, from the Saints. I mean, I'm a I'm a who that guy and. Wow, fifth rounder and a conditional sixth or something like that. Is that what it was? For uh for my money, one of the top five slot corners in the league. Wow, what a great addition to the secondary at, at, a, at a at a great time for it. And I mean, I presume y'all probably will I mean, I say y'all. I presume the Eagles will probably pay him. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. He's a maybe a little bit of a spacey guy sometimes and a little bit hard to handle, but uh what a player. Yeah, and Marcus May got into trouble just right after that. Absolutely, so. the day after, I think. Yeah, we went from a very heavy, lots of depth secondary to wow, we got questions on depth in our secondary, like almost overnight. So, and that was that was May's second strike. I mean, come on. So, yeah, I don't want to turn this into a Saint broadcast, but wow, that was. Well, no, I want to ask you though about CD Juice because Chauncey uh, Gardner Johnson. I heard that there was a blow up with the front office. That he just kind of exploded on management, and they said, "You know what, man? See you later." I didn't get that. I mean, I think it's logical to draw that conclusion, though, because I mean, it, he went from a hold in early in camp to okay, now he's not holding in. He's actually gonna gonna practice and do all those kind of things, and then nothing, and then bam, traded. So, I mean, that seems like something where they're like, "What can we get for this guy as quickly as possible?" So. That would send a link credits to it. I haven't heard that myself through sources, but very possible. Yeah, Howie Roseman's been uh, bargain shopping during <laughs> the offseason here uh, leading up to the season. We have football, thank God, tonight. Uh, before we get into uh, moving and shaking on InsideTheLeague.com, I opened up with the passing of Kevin McCabe. Mm -hmm. 
Our good friend Craig T. Smith says, hey, hits close to home. Uh, did he pass away from leukemia, Neil? Was that the situation? I know that uh, even as early as this uh, spring, they were looking for someone that could kind of come in and lighten his load. So this wasn't completely surprising. I don't know how long he's been battling uh, leukemia. I didn't have the privilege of getting to know him uh, or even being introduced to him. But, um, you know, wow. I, I, I'll talk about this in the blog later today, but I had not one but two scouts who said that he was their best friend. I mean, I don't know if anyone will claim he is their, as their best friend. I had two guys, and I spoke in, in the space of 24 hours who told me that. So uh, a tremendous person as well as a tremendous scout. I mean, he, 20 years on the West Coast beat covering players. Um, think about the stories he could tell. Think about uh, all the players that he got to see up close and kind of identify. Um, you don't see that kind of let longevity in one area anymore And when it comes to scouting and uh, – so real loss for the community and uh, certainly for his family, obviously. And we'll be memorializing him a little bit in the blog later today. Oh, that's fantastic. And you've done a great job uh, memorializing our good friend, Danton Barto, who was a regular on my old show, The State of Football. He used to come on and chop it up and break it down. And uh, one of the best people in the business. And you've actually gone and created the BART Awards that uh, – I've been honored and privileged to be a part of at the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis, where uh, we Neil hands out the best draft award GM of the year award. And uh, Neil has so much respect within the NFL community that entire teams, their entire front office will come. And how many, we had about 30 Broncos representatives <laughs> from the front office come and accept the board this year. So yeah. uh, this year's Bart, Bardo Awards nominees are open for voting. Tell us how the process works. Tell the listening audience a little bit more about that. Well, that's going to start, um, I think, on October 6th. We'll launch. The, we'll send out the ballots to active NFL scouts who've been in the business for at least five of the last six years. I mean, you know, there is some volatility in the industry. I think this year we're going to break it up a little bit. Last year we got some complaints that, it, that uh, you know, we – well, okay, let me get, I'm getting ahead of myself. Ten scouts from each of the conferences get, a, get, a, get voted as – Bartless winners. Last year, we handed out plaques to all the winners at our annual combine at the uh, our, our annual seminar at the combine. Rick, you uh, have dutifully filmed and recorded and uploaded uh, those presentations and made them look way better than they probably should look. And they're on our YouTube page if anyone would like to check those out. But uh, yes, we do. We kind of we're trying to make kind of the Oscars for the football scouting community, and it's open to everyone who's in Indianapolis. At any rate, uh, we will have uh, our voting and our elections. That'll start in October. We're probably going to do something that'll be more like five that have executive experience. So it doesn't just become, hey, look, he, these are uh, former GMs that everybody kind of knows. And it's kind of, kind of turned into a popularity contest. I want to really make it something to honor the guys, that are the foot soldiers, the guys that are on the ground that are covering uh, the industry that don't get a lot of press, don't get a lot of acclaim. And uh, so hopefully their peers will give them that that attention. So we'll be doing that in October. As you know, uh, we, we will also hand out the best draft award. We'll do the balloting for that uh, later this, actually early next year. And um, of course, we'll also do have a couple other awards this year, a little different for the BART list. We're not going to announce the awards when the balloting is completed. We're going to wait till the seminar and we're going to debut that then. And so we'll, we'll hand out those awards then. We'll let everyone know who the winners are. Again, hopefully bring some recognition to some of the people who are most often overlooked but worthy of you know, they play a key role in this industry 
always overlooked. I mean, this is where the NFL cuts its corners, believe it or not. The scouts get disrespected, uh, shortchanged all the time. There's no union. There's no agents for uh, the scouting community. They get the shaft uh, pretty big time in the NFL. And Neil Stratton covers it as well as anybody. And we've got him here, uh, CEO, founder of InsideTheLeague.com. Nobody does a better job of reporting on the scouting and agent community. We'll get to the agent stuff in just a second. One of my favorite things that you do, though, Neil, is Friday. You get the Friday wrap sent to your inbox. Uh, it's a free newsletter. I, I recommend anybody who's a football fan to sign up for this at InsideTheLeague.com. And speaking of scouts, you'll be catching up with the former Washington uh, commander scout, Mel Bratton, uh, in this week's Friday wrap. What else? Uh, what are we going to talk about with Mel? What else you got going on in the Friday wrap? Mel's now an agent, doing a great job. Uh, if you read the Friday wrap last week, he was one. Uh, he represents a player that was not drafted but did make a 53-man roster. Uh, I believe there were 56 UDFAs who made rosters this year. 53, not the practice squad, the actual roster. So you'll see them uh, in action uh, this weekend. So Mel, uh, we'll talk about that. He'll talk about his days in Washington and uh, what he remembers most about being a scout, what he misses most about being a scout. Would he still be a scout if he could? He's got some interesting answers there. We'll also be looking at the vagaries of NFL opening day rosters. I mean, there are a lot of untold stories. Where are these guys coming from? How many of them are from previous draft classes? How many are anything? Uh, we're going to kind of do do a lot of it, kind of do a deep dive uh, into uh the rosters and what they look like. And we'll be focusing on the 53. We may talk a little bit about the PS as well, but just kind of some of the stories, some, some of the things that you don't hear about, you know, the, the, the makeup, what, what years they came from, what teams drafted them, all those kinds of things that may interest only me, but uh, <laughs> everyone gets to read about it, whether or not they like it. Uh, tomorrow at uh, 7.30 Eastern is when it hits, hits inboxes. No, this is what I live for. And uh, I did read the Friday wrap last week, actually. And I wanted to ask you about the 56th uh, undrafted free agents. People might not know 27 to 33% of every roster consists of undrafted free yeah. agents. And yeah. I saw a stat that there was more undrafted free agent roster players on the 53-man than uh, sixth and seventh round picks combined. So uh, specifically, I want to toot the horn of the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl Scouting Department. I'm maybe where you're going with this. Right? I also learned, <laughs> reading inside the league, that 12 players from the NFLPA Bowl not invited to the combine made 53 man roster. Hey, listen, man. Maybe they didn't make the cut for Indianapolis, but they made the cut where, where it counts, you know. And the hats off to you and. And Dane, of course, and everyone uh, at the NFLPA game, y'all did a, a fabulous job. I mentioned Damon Talbot, who's a—I think he's been on this show before, a longtime friend Hula of mine, Bowl, yeah. a friend of ITL, did a great job at the Hula Bowl. Uh, you know, we tried to give some recognition to some of those All-Star games that got players in their game, but those guys maybe didn't go to the combine, but they got—they uh, got—they got their names called when it counted most, and that's when—that's on cut cut down day when they got to be kept around enough to turn their playbook. So. You know, again, hats off to the job that uh, all the All-Star games do. There, Everyone, I think all the, the games had at least one or two uh, players that made it that weren't drafted. And, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's the real evaluation. That's what really counts, and that's what really matters. And uh, they were validated by, you know, NFL teams uh, last week. Yeah, and I know uh, you do some things with the College Gridiron Showcase folks. I think you guys had about six undrafted. Right freedom. around there. Yeah, yeah, right around there. The Trop did well, too. Had about, you know, a similar number. Uh, you know, all the games. I 
someone gave me a hard time because I didn't mention the Senior Bowl. I think they had two UDFAs that made – listen, the Senior Bowl, they get their credit elsewhere. Uh, yeah. It would be great too. I'm representing them today. You know, I'm in full form today. Look so, at you. Yeah, everybody. Listen, I uh, I take my hat off to everyone. Eric does a great job. I mean, obviously you all do. There's so many people that are uh, – you know, talk about people that don't get a lot of credit. Jose and Craig with my game. Michael with the Tropical Bowl, everyone that's out there that's uh, you know bringing these kids in, giving them an opportunity to get in front of scouts, and that might not have seen them, might not have seen them the way they needed to, at least uh, you know the way they wanted to. And those All-Star Game appearances might have been the difference in getting them on the 90-man rush, which led to 53 and led to uh, you know some unique opportunities and some pretty cool stuff. Oh, by the way, oh by the way, Neil does consulting for the XFL. I don't know what your official title is, dear Neil, but uh, those players that didn't make the cut will have an opportunity coming up in spring ball. Uh, we'll get into your XFL duties next week when we have you back on. I know that uh, for the NFL agent exam, uh, results are in. No results yet, and that's uh, been a lot. There's been a lot of frustration. I'm fielding two or three calls and texts a day from people who took the exam on July 20th. They're still waiting on that. And again, I know that's probably not of interest to the uh, NFL fandom, but it's of tremendous interest to those people that spent $2,500 and now are up against an October 1st deadline to spend their next 2,500 if they pass. I mean, not everybody's got that money just laying around. It's uh, a little easier uh, maybe to plan for that if they know they've passed the exam. And here we are 50 days out. Uh, I think uh, I've been tracking for about the last 10 years how long it's taken to get those results. And I think it was only 2015 where it was 56 days. So really pushing the limits. This year was a different one because they had some technical issues and there were some people that didn't even get to take the exam as a resu- result of that. And so they've had some things they had to deal with. At the same time, the clock is ticking. And if you're talking about an October 1st deadline for getting that second 2,500 in, the, the earlier, the better on finding out if you made the made the grade or not. All right. He's Neil Stratton. He holds it down at InsideTheLeague.com. If you don't know, now you know. We're so happy to introduce you to our expanded audience here, Neil. We'll uh, buckle up, hopefully get you on again next Thursday. Absolutely. And uh, the fall weather has come, even down there in Texas, right? Uh, well, yeah, if you, count, if you count low 90s fall, which is what we do. <laughs> Once it gets under 95, it's we're celebrating the uh, the advent of fall. So uh, we're really excited. Not sweating quite as much. So it's uh, we're, you know when I always say fall has really start to Halloween in, in Houston, but that's how we do. It's we're used to it. Well, by the way, before we let you go, Dane Vandernat's going to be coming up next. We had to flip it and reverse it, put him on later on the show. He's in the virtual green room and backstage. He said 14 undrafted free agents from the NFL PA. Bowl. We'll have to update the update the uh, facts and figures. Uh, Neil Stratton, good friend of the show. Appreciate you, Neil. Uh, We'll get you back on next week. Chop it up. Break it down. A lot of uh, Eagles executives maybe up for the Bartow Awards. And when we come back, I'll give you an update on Big V. I'll give you an update on Dallas Goddard. And we will break it down with Dane Vandernat. All brought to you by the Ocean Casino and Resorts. It's the football playbook with RIC. We'll be back right after this. TFB. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pong Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey. 
Tell us your story. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. FB with RIC part eight edition here on the September 8th, 2022 broadcasting live from the Jersey shore around the universe. I appreciate you buckling up and uh, getting to the nitty gritty with me, man. We get deep into some football conversations. We just had Neil Stratton a moment ago, breaking it down with the agent and scouting community. We had coach GJ Kinney earlier on in the show, talking about his Eagles experience and his NFL PA collegiate bowl experience, which we'll get into more in just a second. Quick updates for the chat room. Big V out for the Lions will miss at least four games. Uh, I was told it's a back. It's a back injury. And um, Dallas Goddard, I could not find anything injury-wise for those of you asking. I just found his quotes about F Dallas and F the NFC and F everybody and F this and F that. Jason Kelsey with the F bonds yesterday. I mean, you've got to have, I mean, Tone, you got to get the, the beep button ready when you get to the Eagles pressers. Um, these guys are unfiltered. Hey, we're unfiltered here on the football playbook weekdays, 10 to 12 Eastern time. And uh, speaking of the NFL PA collegiate bowl, it's that time again, Dane Vandernat joining us in from Kansas city, Midwest Oh, it's a tutorial Thursday. Good morning, Dane. How are you today? Hey, Rick. You're doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. I'm feeling fresh to death. 
with the new you look it, man. I, I I see you rocking the new gear, man. Got the hat on, the polo shirt. Man. You're looking you're looking great, man. Make I told Oceana like over here. I told Oceana, go get the hose turned on. I'm on fire over here, man. I'm just telling you, we're heating up. Hey, just don't shrink that shirt anymore, bud. That's all I have. <laughs> you see where I've been this summer? You know, everybody's putting in work. I'm over there doing the the, the janky uh, dad jog on the beach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't I doubt it. Well, anyway, let's ride the wave of the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. We had 2012 MVP G.J. Kinney on earlier in the show. Neil Stratton was talking about the undrafted free agents uh, who uh, made 53-man rosters. And I think you have updated numbers for us in terms of practice squad players and results from the 2022 NFL PA Collegiate Bowl roster, don't you? Yeah, bud. Real excited about it overall. Uh, you know, and, and obviously, you know, shout out to Coach Kenny for getting on here, man. As you said, uh, uh, the the OG Collegiate Bowl uh, MVP of that game. So, um, you know, appreciate him, obviously, and the job he's doing now down at Incarnate Ward. But um, but yeah, we're excited, Rick. We're going to announce, you know, either today or tomorrow. So forgive me, NFLPA Bowl, if I'm foreshadowing or uh, you know, stealing some thunder here, but we had 65 guys make uh, uh, rosters this year at 24 on active and another 33 on practice squads. And then, uh, you know, about eight more on different reserve lists. So uh, real fired up for these 65 guys opportunities. Love seeing uh, obviously our guys go on to do some great things. Undoubtedly more going to be on practice squads and 53s before the season ends. So, uh, just excited to continue to support our guys and 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 to you know follow and track uh, the, the the production that they're about to have, man. Really excited. No, I'm pumped up for these guys, man. And if you follow Dane on Twitter at D Vandernet, if you follow myself or the NFL PA Bowl on Twitter, you'll see all those announcements uh, bringing you the names you need to know first since 2002. That's what we do over at the NFLDraftBible.com and. Dane has been uncovering gems now going on four years. And G.J. Kinney, uh, he, he was quick to point out, by the way, Dane, it's the University of Incarnate Ward. Oh, uh, 33 years old, a head coach. And I had no idea that when he was in high school, his father was the coach. A disgruntled parent was pissed off about his son's playing time, came into his office and shot his dad at point blank. I had no idea. No, they actually told Coach Kenny, that your dad's dead. They told him he died and his dad survived. It was a wild story. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. uh, but he does have an idea about playing quarterback in Philadelphia, uh, something that's been a hot topic here on this show, the football playbook. For those of you listening at home or watching and tuning in, Dane Vandernat, director of pro personnel uh, for your Oakland Raiders, now the Las Vegas Raiders, currently the director uh, of college football scouting now at the NFL PA bowl. But I was trying to fit, I was trying to remember when Carr's extension had come, if it was pre or post uh, McKenzie's, but take us. Oh, no. So Reggie yeah. drafted Carr, and then we extended him after the 2016 season. What year was that for him? How many, how many years into it? Say again, I'm sorry. How many years into his deal did you wait to extend? It was after his third season. So uh, he was a rookie in 2014. Uh, you know, he was our second round pick. Khalil Mack was our first. And uh, and then uh, after 2016, um, you know, unfortunately, that was the year that when we were rolling, we were 13 and three. And 
Um, or excuse me, we were 12 and three, and then he broke his ankle in week 16 against the Colts. So um, unfortunately, he ended up missing the rest of that season in the playoffs. And uh, but anyway, we we uh, ex- extended him at that time um, after the 2016 season. Okay, so that's perfect because I want to pick your brain on the Jalen Hurts situation. Someone who's lived the situation. There's so much talk here in Philadelphia about is he or isn't he worth the money, and do you just wait and play it out? Uh, you know, some people have suggested that if he is having a Pro Bowl caliber season, maybe you begin those negotiations in season. What was your approach there with the Raiders? How would you go about handling the Hurts situation? And let's be honest, I don't think Hurts has had quite the success that David Carr has had early on in his career. He's tasted some success, but I don't think they're comfortable just yet giving him big time money. Take us, you know, through the process. How do you approach this situation going into the season? How does it play out during the season? And does it drag into the offseason? Well, I mean, I think, first of all, Rick, that, you know, you have to definitely allow this season to play out, or at least, you know, the the bulk of it, if you will. Um, I I do understand some Eagles and football fans' reluctance on Jalen Hurts. You know, shoot, I still remember watching him, obviously, not only at Alabama, but, Rick, you may recall – uh, with the NFL PA Bowl, you know, I was out there at Oklahoma watching him do his thing. And, you know, he is an electric athlete. He has a lot of upside. I think he still has room to grow, obviously, as a as a, a professional passer and as a quarterback in the National Football League. So I, I, I don't think that he has a low ceiling. And I could certainly see as if he has a great season that he will be extended. But Obviously, going in year two, Coach Sirianni's offense, Coach Sirianni's team, they had some success, but really, they were a running team last year. And Jalen Hurts, I mean, yeah, he accounted for 10 of those rushing touchdowns alone. So, um, you know, I do think that they need to continue to find their identity. I think that identity is more so rooted on in the ground game with that opportunistic pass off of it. But... When you see the market that quarterbacks are getting these days, all right, throw out Deshaun Watson as uh, as an outsider. But, I mean, still you're talking about what Russell Wilson's making annually now, right? When you're starting to talk about getting into, you know, Aaron Rodgers at $50 million, um, you know, these other guys are up in the 40s and, you know, $45 million per year. I think when you're on a rookie deal, as Jalen Hurts is for the Eagles, hey, we want to almost wait until – the last minute to get him extended, right? Let's try and, and and win that money. I thought ESPN had a nice article the other day about the Russell Wilson breakup. And they were talking about how, you know, hey, look, they built that those Super Bowl contending teams where they won one and lost one on his rookie deal and were able to spread that money that they weren't paying him around to other players on that roster. I think for the Eagles, you see that uh, Howie Roseman and his staff there and Coach Sirianni, they're willing to wheel and deal and make trades and go out and get the A.J. Browns, go out and, and go pick up the Gardner Johnsons, uh, you know, a cut down date. They're trying to win now. And I think that they want to see, hey, look, can we build this thing before we have to shell out some serious money to the quarterback position? So to answer your question, Rick, you know, again, I would try and see how this is going to play out. Is he going to take another giant step this year? Um, you know, will he continue to develop as a passer? I, I still want to see that before 
I'm, you know, willing to ask Jeffrey Lurie to start cutting some, you know, north of 45 million annually uh, contract or checks, excuse me. Yeah, well, Howie's wheeling and dealing. He just restructured some contracts this morning. And, you know, you mentioned it, the, the, the critical element here is the Eagles led the league in rushing almost 40 attempts per game. So if you're Howie Roseman, do you necessarily want to see that ratio change? Do you want to see Hertz be able to stand in the pocket and read through his progressions? Or do you want him to just see him excel at what he does well, which is being RPO, I hate to say it, option quarterback? Do you want him to focus on continuing what he does well? Or did you want to see him progress as a passer because if you're running the ball 40 times a game that means you're really not passing the ball a lot are you really going to pay somebody 40 million dollars a year like what exactly does how we need to see in order to justify those big dollars well and i'll tell you rick you know i always sat there and used lamar jackson as the example that if i was you know the pro personnel director or anyone in the front office on that team i'd be holding my breath every single snap and i would be nervous entering every single game just because of the injury factor, right? You know, it's like I mentioned with Derek Carr. And unfortunately, during my tenure in Oakland, we had two seasons, the 2011 season and the 2016 season, uh, where we lost our starting quarterback at, at different parts that year. But both years, we were poised to make the playoffs. In the 2016, we did make the playoffs. But both seasons, to be honest, you know, we didn't have uh, an uh, – I don't want to say an, an insufficient backup quarterback, but we weren't able to overcome losing our starting quarterback and win enough games uh, to continue our seasons at the end of the day. So for me, I'm very cognizant always of, hey, look, we're only one play away from any player on, on the field to potentially be lost for a season. I always knock on wood. I never want to see that happen to anybody, my team or an, or an opponent's, you know, I am a believer in competition and I want to go out there and beat the best all the time. So I don't want to face someone when they're shorthanded, but when it comes to Jalen hurts, I want to see him take a step as a passer, right? At, at, and Lamar Jackson's doing some, some, uh, you know, defying elements to his game a little bit. He's been an MVP despite the fact that he's not an elite passer, in my opinion. He's had some great completion percentage. I think Greg Roman does a great job of keeping that offense manageable for him. I see Jalen Hurts in a similar role right now. But if we're talking about, hey, we're going to, you know, pay you like a top 10 NFL quarterback, well, I need to see top 10 throwing ability from you, not just rushing to your point, Rick. And, you know, I mean, the other point, though, too, is that, you know, not every time you sign a quarterback does he need to, you know, one up whatever was just recently done. You know, there are times when guys are realistic and go in there and the team can draw a line in the sand and say, hey, look, we're not paying you top three quarterback money. That's just not where you are. And if you think you're going to get that on the open market, good luck, because we don't see another team paying you forty five million dollars a year earlier. So. This is where it gets dicey and where players can get emotional, right? The big storyline right now is Lamar Jackson because he is his own agent. And while he does have advisors and the NFLPA provides him with consultation and, uh, you know, lets him know what other quarterbacks, uh, what the parameters of their contracts are, at the end of the day, this is emotional for a player, which is why you hire an agent, in my opinion, to best go out there and represent your interests uh, in a professional and hopefully, um, you know, uh, rational and non-emotional way. 
And quick side story, we had a player in Oakland who we really liked. We drafted him, and we made him a nice contract extension once his rookie contract was up. He, he was insulted. His brother was his agent. They said he was the number one PFF you know, rated player in his position two years ago. We want to be the highest paid player at that position. We, we sat there and said, hey, sorry, you know, we don't see him uh, you know, worth that or, or we don't value him to that degree. We'll let you test the market. And if you're able to get something better than we're offering, come back to us and we'll see if we can match. Player went out, hit the market, never received an offer equaling what we offered, ended up signing elsewhere for less, Rick, than we had offered. Why? Because he was so heartbroken that us, the team that drafted him, did not meet him on his desired uh, amount. So it, it is emotional. If he was purely based on logic, he would have come back to us and re-signed at the highest amount he could have received, but he didn't, moved on. So that's why I say that these things can – you know, unfortunately, take a turn for the worst sometimes. But, um, you know, for Philadelphia and Jalen Hurts, we're keeping it positive here, Rick. And hopefully he's going to have a great season. He'll continue to make those strides. And, uh, you know, the, the Eagles will reward him if, uh, you know, he's able to take him to the promised land. Yeah, well, you mentioned Lamar Jackson. He got a little testy yesterday. They said, hey, how you know, Friday's he's putting Friday as the deadline for this extension. They said, how, how, how close are you to a deal? He said, huh? I don't know. You got to ask the guy I'm talking to. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but Jalen Hurts, I think, would be smart to let Lamar dictate the new market because he could reset the market. Not that Jalen would command top dollar, but to your point, yeah, you fall in line accordingly. And Hurts and Lamar Jackson, one and two, I believe, in terms of rushing yards for quarterback. So, all right, uh, something we'll continue to monitor all season long, I'm sure, here on the football playbook. Let's. Turn the page over to the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, where, you know, we are coming in January 2023, coming with guys like Josh Sills, who made the Eagles roster as an undrafted free agent, one of 14 players. I know uh, last week when we spoke to you, you were uh, getting geared up to head out to Mizzou. Uh, what was your journey like at Missouri? What kind of uh, prospects did you see down there? Yeah, you know, Missouri, you know, really for being an SEC team, they got a couple guys this year now that look like they belong truly in the SEC. And, you know, I've, I've gone out there for a number of years now, looked at their players. They always have some intriguing prospects. But, you know, this year really begins in the trenches. And, uh, you know, for them in particular, I thought the other day that Isaiah McGuire, defensive end, uh, you know, number nine for them. Really had a nice game, you know, made some plays. One of the most impressive ones, though, for a guy, Rick, that's 6'4 and a half, 6'5, 270 plus pounds. Man, he, he dropped back in zone num numerous times early in the game, got his hands up, tipped a pass, got intercepted by uh, one of the safeties behind him, just affecting the passer in multiple ways, you know. So uh, for, for me, Isaiah McGuire, he looks the part. He left me wanting a little bit more production watching him last season. So now it's his senior season. And like I always tell guys, like you and I always tell guys, Rick, like you have an opportunity to change your narrative right now. You have an opportunity to put great things on film for NFL evaluators to take a look at. So for Isaiah, I was really pleased to see him, you know, in that opening game matchup against Louisiana Tech, you know, make some impactful plays, show his length, show his ability to set the edge in the run game. 
drop back in space, show his athleticism, and and make a play in the passing game. So, uh, you know, he stood out to me. Darius Robinson, Rick, I mean, he looks like Tarzan back there. Um, you know, again, playing defensive tackles, over 6'5 and a half, 290-something pounds, long arms, big hands, what the NFL wants body type-wise for interior defensive linemen. Again, wanted a little bit more from him watching him. Like, he should dominate every single game based on the ability that he has. So I, I'm really looking forward to continuing to watch him uh, make some more plays. And, uh, you know, really Nathaniel Pete, little running back, senior for, for Missouri. He had a nice sprint. Uh, I think it was a 34-yarder, if I'm not mistaken, to the end zone uh, against Louisiana Tech. Showed a little bit of burst. He's a little, you know, one of those 5'10", 205-pound running backs, but um, can help out in the passing game, can catch the football, can obviously run it. So, uh, a couple Tigers stood out when I was out there on Thursday night. Yeah, always uh, keeping an eye on the SEC. Big-time football there. Uh, of course, the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl always on location across the nation. Where will uh, Dane Vandernatz travels? Where's Waldo this weekend? <laughs> oh, shoot, man. I'm fitting. I'm wearing a white, uh, uh, or, excuse me, a red and white shirt here. So I probably do look like Waldo. Uh, I'll be up at, uh, in, in, at Camp Randall this Saturday, Rick. Uh, going to my first ever Wisconsin Badger game. Excited about that. Nice. Uh, they have several, you know, uh, uh, legit prospects, if you will, that are on NFL radars and anxious to see these guys compete live against Washington State. Uh, you know, really another team that. Um, you know, we don't hear too much about Washington State because they're all the way up there in the Pacific Northwest. And, you know, they're playing some of those uh, Pac-12 after dark type games. But, um, you know, I think you got some great matchups. Uh, one of the guys that stood out to me watching their first game was a, a outside linebacker defensive end type in Ron Stone, uh, who was able to uh, rip off a sack against Idaho, affect the quarterback on numerous ways. And uh, looking forward to watching him really, you know, go up against uh, this Wisconsin offensive line. Got a couple seniors in Tyler Beach and Michael Fortney up front for the Badgers. Uh, and, you know, of course, Badgers have some big D tackles, too, as well as a couple defensive backs. So uh, you got prospects all over the field in this one, Rick. Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin, you always got to search the trenches. They got some big boys down there, especially on the offensive line. You know you're getting a well-coached product when they come out. Even if they are an undrafted free agent, they usually get a pretty hard look uh, just based on the reputation of the Badgers' offensive line. And they have a pretty storied history there. So uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I can't wait to keep up with your travels on the uh, Twitterverse, at D Vandernat, of course, at NFL PA Bowl. I'm sure Dan will be posting some uh, behind-the-scenes coverage. And, oh, by the way, collegiate.nflpa.com. You can catch both of our articles throughout the season all week there where Dane's traveling, some of our NFL PA ball alumni moving and shaking on the regular basis. So we're excited for that. We're excited for college football. Uh, what are we going on? It's technically week two, but the third weekend because of week zero. Everybody's <laughs> excited in the chat room for NFL kickoff tonight. And I'll get a prediction from you before you go. But uh, you got anything else this weekend from the college football landscape you'll be keeping an eye on? Oh, man, I can't wait for the rematch from last year, Rick, this Tennessee-Pittsburgh game. 
Uh, obviously, both teams, you know, coming off of big performances this last weekend. Pitt and that uh, nail-biting win over West Virginia on Thursday night. Um, yeah. You know, I'm really anxious to see. You know, last year they played a 41-34 to game. Hendon Hooker, the quarterback for the Volunteers, threw an interception on the last drive that kind of sealed the Pitt victory. But, um, you know, I guess that's a little revenge uh, or vengeance for Pitt. Because uh, Hooker beat him twenty-eight nothing when he was part of Virginia Tech in twenty nineteen, but uh, you know, really, I think you have uh, Hooker and Keaton Slovis for Pitt. You got two transfer quarterbacks in these respective programs. You have two deep and talented linebacking cores. Two, um, you know, obviously we've been talking about the quarterback, but you've got some really good guys in the trenches in this game as well. So it's not just Wisconsin. We'll be watching that. We know about the pit DNs, right? They got a three-headed monster there, and, and oh, yeah. Alexandre and and Baldonado and John Morgan, and they're going up against a massive right tackle and Darnell Wright for Tennessee. Uh, volunteers have a deep offensive line. I think they have several seniors that are that rotated in and got some garbage time play last week. But uh, Wright versus these DNs is one specific matchup I'm anxious to watch in this game. And then you have uh, pit receiver Jared Wayne, right, against a veteran ball secondary. Warren Burrell, or excuse me, Burrell, uh, the corner for the Volunteers. He's a returner. Flowers, a three-and-a-half-year starter for them at safety. Um, you know, so really, you've got a lot of different matchups to see. You know, I didn't even mention, you know, Byron Young, the volunteer pass rusher against Carter Warren and Gabe Huey, who both returned last year for Pitt. So, yeah. um Really love these types of matchups. This game has, you know, a, a small semblance of a rivalry since they just played last year in, uh, you know, great competitive fashion. So I'm really anxious to kind of see a lot of these matchups, you know, play out here in this game. It's what I call a good old traditional slobber knocker. It's going to be a nasty, nasty game in the trenches. That's my kind of ball game. And uh, I hope we get some terrible weather or something just making it even better <laughs> uh dan vandernat here nflpa executive director and uh we got to let him boogie here but before we do dan little nfl kickoff here tonight the wait is over um bills at rams defending super bowl champions against a, a team that a lot of people are pegging as the favorites for this year's super bowl uh what can you tell us quickly about this matchup Man, I'm taking the Rams all day long. I'm tired of hearing about Bills fans complain about overtime rules and they had to change the rules in the offseason. Hey, you know, if you wanted uh, Josh Allen to get the ball again, go stop the Chiefs offense, Rick. It's that simple. It's how we've always done it in overtime. I don't understand why we needed to change the rules of the game this year. So, uh, you know, I know both these teams, you know, everyone's thinking – Rams may have a little bit of a Super Bowl slouch and, you know, the Bills have this chip on the shoulder. Uh, but, you know, I'm anxious to, you know, get back down to it, knock the rust off. Neither of these teams have played in 10 days. Let's see if Aaron Donald can uh, come out swinging something other than helmets. To, you know, <laughs> Buckle up. It's going to be a double chin strap affair. I'm glad it's here. Oh, by the way, we were watching that uh, Chiefs and, and Bills game out there in uh, Los Angeles while we were at the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. So, hey, uh, always fun times talking football with you, Dane. Safe travels, and we'll do it again next week. Yeah, buddy. Can't wait, man. All right. There you have it. Dane Vandernat, Executive Director, NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. Thank you for the threads, man. I'm feeling so groovy in my new gear. Krause, I'm waiting for that Jacob Sports 
gift package, Xander, if you're listening. Go ahead, send it your way. Get your boy some new uh, wardrobe on. Hey, uh, it's been the football playbook. We are coming down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, we got to pay some bills. It's all brought to you by the Ocean Casino Resorts. I saw somebody say uh, they need to uh, name a sandwich or a pork chop or something after me at the Ocean. Rebecca, are you watching, Rebecca? Did you hear that? We're we're making progress. We're gaining traction on the Ocean Casino. Just. Give me the Taylor handmade and cheese sandwich. Just call it the RIC. And we'll be good, Rebecca. Okay? Are you watching? I'm just saying. Some are coming for the bubbly. Others are coming for the gallery. I'm coming for the Taylor handmade and cheese. People are going to get on me for not calling a pork roll. I know all you South Jersey cats are going to get on me. So, hey, uh, we'll be back right after this with the football playbook. Man, two hours of power. We're winding on down, taking you up to the sports take, guys, at noon Eastern. Buckle up. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you... Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
Back at it again. RIC in a place to be broadcasting live from New Jersey. The Jersey Shore is in the building. And uh, it looks like the early reports, early indications are back from the Twitterverse. Uh, Y'all are not too fond of my OBJ take, but I don't care. I think he could be a huge asset to this team down the stretch run. And I got news for you. It's uh, called addition from subtraction because the Rams got the locker just waiting for OBJ. Why do you want to see the Rams get stronger? You got the cap space. How we just freed up some money, bring them on in, man. I've seen OBJ. He's got a bad rap. He's a great teammate. He's a great dude. Spent a lot of time with his mom. Have covered a lot of his uh, youth football camps. He's not the guy that the media has portrayed. He's not the guy as far as I know, that I saw in that little Wayne interview a couple of years back, which was completely bizarre world. But I think OBJ, if he's got some gas left in the tank, why not? If he doesn't, no skin off our back. Why not? Um, great show today. We had Coach G.J. Kinney. Incredible, incredible stories there. Neil Stratton from Inside the League. Dane Vandernat from the NFL PA Bowl. Uh, tomorrow we'll be breaking it down and chopping it up. First thing, make sure you catch the start of the show. We'll have Baldy breaking it down. Brian Baldinger uh, will be checking in from NFL Films. He said, Rick, I'll be doing some film breakdowns, but I'll jump on with you, talk some Eagles football. We'll talk the Lions perspective with our friend John Macaron, Sports Illustrated. Uh, we've got um, some big, big names. In fact, I'm going to bring on Tone from behind the, the, the stream and onto the scene. Because uh, we got a star-studded show lined up. Who else we got cooking? Uh, some gasoline tomorrow, huh, Tone? Oh yeah, for sure, man. You know you continue to uh, you continue oh, to bring on heavy hitters, man. Filippo will be here. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and Baldy's my god, man. I can't wait for that, man. I love Baldy's breakdowns. The way he talks about the game, the way he provides his perspective. Just you know, when Baldy says something, I know I know it's for a fact. I will tell you that much. No doubt. And then what's with this Eagles hype video everybody's talking about in the chat? Have you seen it yet? I haven't had the opportunity to see it yet. You know, I've been producing behind the scenes, man. Um, I know so I haven't have. had the opportunity to see it yet. Um, I definitely plan on watching it uh, after you know after we finish here. But you know, the fans are excited, man. And you know, they play Sunday against the against the Detroit Lions. And I'm curious, really quickly, you know, what's your perspective on this, right? You know, uh, I know we got a, a few minutes left in the show. I just want to get your perspective. What's your thoughts on the Jordan Mailata, Aiden Hutchinson matchup? Good question. I think, you know, um, you're going to have Hutchinson who's who's twitchy, man, right? We've seen that in the preseason. Like, he's made big plays right out of the gate. He can dip. He can bend. He can get low. But he's also strong. Like, he converts speed to power really well. But I saw, like, I think uh, our guy Johnny Mack tweeted out, like, Malata was left on the island more than any tackle in football last season, I think I saw. So the Eagles feel pretty good about Malata being – isolated in that matchup and i think you know a lot is the veteran here so i'm going to give him the slight edge now it doesn't mean hutchinson might get loose get loose now and shake free for a sack maybe he will maybe he won't it won't shock me if he does but i feel pretty good overall from start to game to finish the game i think mulata will be just fine with that matchup yeah, yeah, I would tend to agree. Um, I know he had a matchup last season against Nick Bosa, and he did pretty well. And Nick Bosa might be one of the best edge rushers in this game. Good point. Um, so 
Um, you know, that's you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna really be paying attention to the trench work in this game. You know, Detroit has a great offensive line. They're gonna be missing a couple pieces, I believe. But you know, I think this yeah. is I think this is prime real estate. This is gonna be home. You know, this will be home cooking for, um, you know, that Eagles defensive line. They need to take advantage. No doubt. Uh, before we go, I got to ask you a quick prediction for this Rams-Bills game. I think uh, Vegas is kind of like pulling some sucker stuff on us here. Uh, I don't know. I, me and Dane got the Rams. How do you see it? That's going to be a fun game. I can't I, I can't wait to watch it. Um, I'll be honest with you. I think I think the Bills pull off the upset. Yeah? Uh, the money's heavy on the Bills, like 70%. Well, you know, the, I, that's the that's the thing. That, that's what's weird about it. The money is all on the Bills, even though they're even though they're their away team. So technically, they're not the underdogs. But I don't know. I always always consider the team that's not home to be some on some level an underdog because you're in unfamiliar territory. So I think the Bills somehow managed to come in and pull and, and pull it out. Uh, if I had to put a score on it, I would say I would say Bills. I would say Bills twenty seven, Rams twenty four. Mm. So you got. The under by one point coming in over under 52. You're right there. Great minds think alike. That's why he's toned behind the stream, sometimes on the scene. Sports take guys coming up in just a few minutes. Any idea what they got on tap there, Tone? Oh, man. I know they're going to be talking about this hype video. I know they're probably going to be previewing this Eagles-Lions game, my man. I know they're probably going to be talking about as well the Bills and Rams matchup. You know, so much to really get into, so much to dissect. I'm just looking forward to it, man. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Bear Brooks, those guys are masters of their craft. Yeah, they're holding it down. They're coming up in just a few minutes. So don't go anywhere. Stay right here. If you don't have the autoplay on video-wise, chat room-wise, make sure you get that feature going because Jacob Sports Channel, it's here all season long, kicking off from 7 a.m., taking it to 6 p.m., from front to back, left to right. We'll be back with a football Friday tomorrow. We'll have an NFL game to recap. We'll have a football Friday edition filled with heavy hitter guests. We thank everybody for tuning in to the TFB with RIC. Thanks to Tone behind the scenes. All our guests today for part eight, September 8th, uh, 2022. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. Buckle up.